0: Warning, the following podcast may contain language that some listeners may find offensive, or confusing, or intriguing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the 3v3 podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick.
1: Before we get started in earnest, I just want the listening audience to know, we're recording this episode under protest because we've been waiting two weeks for a certain piece of news, and it has not been delivered, and probably won't make it until we stop recording. On that note, how is that Matthew and Chuck trade working out for everyone these days? <clears throat> hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Of all parties involved, Matthew Kikachuk is the only point per game player involved in that transaction. And is the only point per game player on either Calgary or Florida's roster.
0: I will um I will I will take a bite of the crow pulled from the oven of shame set to egg on my face. Um I n- n- never saw it coming. What happened to You Cal-
1: never saw it oh the downfall. Yeah, 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 yeah it's
0: I am perplexifused as to what is going on with hooby dooby doo. And that's really about all I could say about that, Cassie too, is just <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, okay. I uh, you know. Although, you know, we have to congratulate Mitch Martyr on setting the all time um point scoring streak record in the NA oh hang on, I'm being handed a note. Hold on here. Um Oh no, um, it's just for his franchise. Well, I, you know, I, again, I'll apologize to our listening audience out there. Apparently I was misled by the onslaught of media that um, praised Mitchell Marner for for breaking a seemingly insurmountable record. Oh, wait, hang on. No, again. Oh, it was just one for his team. Oh, well, okay. Um, carry on with your day.
2: But how does my day affect the Leafs?
0: No, I think how do, how do the Leafs <laughs> affect your day is probably the more appropriate question at this point.
1: They kind of ruined it for me, if I'm being honest, because I had to watch a clip of his postgame presser. And my God, his November mustache looks terrible. And if memory serves, it's December. Could we do something about that, Mitch? Please and thank you.
0: I am so of two minds. It, none of it is his fault, right? I mean, he, he doesn't
2: being what they are.
0: He's not running around. Okay, I wasn't really going with the mustache Cassie, but we'll go there all too. Right.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> you know, none of this is his fault, right? It's he didn't he didn't run around and ask and demand to be praised and have all of this heaped upon him. Um you know okay i love that he loves his dog more than anything and recognizes what his you know what the symbiotic relationship with his dog provides him it's the it's the degaff right mm-hmm. my dog doesn't you know my dog has absolutely no idea what i do for a living could care less and it's that unconditional love thing right so okay good on him But uh, 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 for the love of God, Toronto, stop being Toronto, (laughs) please. It's 19 games. You know, he's only two ahead of Jason Robertson. Are we talking about Jason Robertson at
1: all? Oh, I was going to get there. Of course you were.
0: (laughs) You know, with, with the same reverence. Oh wait, no. Hang on. I'm being I'm being handed another note. Um, no, because Jason Robertson's nowhere near the scoring streak for his team. Oh, okay. So um,
1: <clears throat> no, but you know what Jason Robertson did do that a certain Toronto player hasn't. Many things. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. yeah. There- winning and the um, accolades. No, it's um, he currently leads the league in goals scored in the calendar year.
0: Yeah, I was wondering if that's where you weren't going. Um,
2: Calendar year. What does that
1: mean?
0: January 1st to December 31st, nobody has scored more goals in NHL games than Jason Robertson.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Well, so
1: we want to see him hit 60, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I want to see seeing. him
1: win the, win the rocket because, um, so here's, here's where I was going to go with Robertson and the stars. So for whatever reason, I decided to look at, you know, points per game. I was trying to find players who have played at least 20 games that have reached a point per game pace dallas currently has four kowalski ben and robertson by god jason robertson already has 104 shots mm-hmm. it's usually how it works guess out t- guess what his average time on ice is
0: for the season it's right i think it's like right around 15 minutes He's not out there as much as people might think he is. I think he's sub-20. Cassie, care to venture,
1: I guess? I'll guess 12 and a half. Oh, that would make it so much more impressive. No, he's <laughs> at about 17 and a half.
0: Yeah, I, I knew I, I knew it was somewhere between 15 and under 20, or above or right around 15 or under 20. He is not out there as much as as much as you were might be believe he is based on his production.
1: And neither are his teammates. You know, Rupe Hints, he's at just over 17. Joe Povoski's 13 and a half, and Jamie Ben 1450. So that leads me to the question in the off offseason is Pete DeBoer just gonna to decide to play these guys more? And that's where everything starts to crumble? Is that where he loses his year one magic? That's
0: potential.
2: No. I I think he'll end up uh they'll end up in a losing skid and he'll put do the line blender thing and, and no one will be the same after that. Hmm.
1: I see the potentials there.
2: Mhm. Coaches love to tinker. Even though, you know, most of the time they shouldn't.
1: <laughs> well, I can think of one or two cases where they should and aren't, but hey, teams have winning records. It's amazing. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. You so,
0: just had to try and Dig some way for me to gripe about hackstall and the kraken, didn't
1: you? Uh, I wasn't okay I, mean, okay. I did actually did not have the kraken in mind. Um, yeah,
2: I think you're reaching there, Patrick. Do you want okay. to talk about the Kraken? I, Do you have I, issues? I, Do you need to like express I mean, your feelings I, here?
1: I <laughs> remember we are recording this under protest.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You choose the path.
0: I I am projecting my anger, aren't I? Again. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I I I am I am sorry and I will go take my time out in the timeout corner.
2: No, no, you need to get it out. Purge. Purge the feelings. Why let did them did
1: the team win a game where they let up 8 goals and then they do something? Why how how, how, how? <laughs>
0: How fast did poor Cal Peterson get thrown to the Wolves? <laughs> I mean, it was like go to bed after a 9 8 loss, wake up, you're on waivers, headed down to the AHL. Okay.
2: <laughs> that sounds about right. It's never the coach's fault. It's always the players.
1: Well, no, it's always the goalie who, you know, makes or breaks the team, even though what's in front of them can be um, questionable. Yeah. Choose your four-letter word.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Shin? Shinny?
2: Shiny? (laughs) <laughs>
0: and By the way, you know, everyone needs a bingo card, uh, a broadcaster bingo card, because at least once a season, some regional broadcaster will say they're out there playing shinny, and invariably, somebody online will think they said something else, and it turns into a big storm. It happened, a number, you know, it literally happens just about every year, you know, mm-hmm. at least in one regional broadcast.
2: It's on a rotation, I think.
0: Yeah, um, I think it was just Allison's turn. Mm-hmm. And God love that everyone sort of ran with it and turned it into a joke. Because, come on, people. Shindy happens. What can you say? It's, you know what? <clears throat> Shin Shen happens. Um,
2: Shen happens. Luke Shen. Wait, wait.
0: Brayden Shen. Mm hmm. It's no. quite, uh, anyway, hey, 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 and and uh and uh other news, a live weather update from the greater Seattle area, Puget Sound area. It is snowing again. So, Mother Nature went off on a bender apparently this week and decided to throw winter at us way earlier than normal.
2: Good luck with that, because here here in uh, New England, it's we've we've gone into somewhere between fall and spring that's not winter we've
0: been in the 50s oh hey great <laughs> no there's there's you know there's nothing wrong with our climate is there huh Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, everything's perfectly okay like
2: um, 10 degrees warmer than usual no biggie
0: yeah yeah well, good good times good times yeah good times i feel like we're on that baking talk show and you know yeah good times good 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 times you know Mm -hmm. um i really didn't have much this week (laughs) i've been as you may or may not have known ladies and gentlemen in the listening audience after a 22 year work marriage i was divorced suddenly and out of nowhere and I have spent the last three weeks doing six to seven half-hour stand-up routines a day from the hours of nine to four, talking to recruiters and being bombarded with other recruiters, and all of that came to an end. I have not had much time to relax and enjoy anything until recently. So as I'm sitting here watching the lovely Green Machine matchup between the Dallas Stars and the Minnesota Wild, Um, it's probably maybe the second or third hockey game I've sat down and watched in earnest in the last month.
2: Can I, can I complain about, can I, I can just say, can I complain? Um.
0: (laughs) As, as a woman, Cassie, you have the right to do whatever you want.
2: (laughs) Yes, sure. I do.
0: (laughs) Hey, live in game update. Minnesota just scored. And, and uh, I'll give you a 50, 50 chance of who puts the puck in the net.
2: plays on Minnesota
0: again. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Dallas just scored. In it. I'll give you a 50-50. Who puts the buck in the net?
1: Rupe from Jason.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it was going to be one way or the other, right? So Anyway. Uh, uh,
1: yeah. Also, I was very confused because I'm watching a completely different Minnesota team play at the moment. Live in-game update. Just under two minutes to play. Minnesota 2, Metropolitan, Riveters 1. Whitecaps can ice this as they now go to the power play.
0: Nice. Um, mm-hmm. uh, apologies, Cassie. You know, as men, we felt it necessary to interrupt you while you were complaining about something going on in the world. So I return. <laughs> I return the floor to you. I return. I, I,
2: and of course, you had to take the two seconds to mansplain that it was okay for me to to, to complain. But exactly. Anyway. <laughs> Ex- exactly. I have to do. I have to hold up my end of the contract. Right. Right. No, totally get it. It's fine. Um, no, so live uh, game update. Okay, live go, game
1: another. update. <laughs> Natalie Snowgrass puts it away for the white caps.
0: Uh. <laughs> I don't know if it's ironic or just coincidental that that he's interrupting a woman to give professional women's hockey
2: updates. <laughs> it is. It is ironic poetry. How about that?
1: You you really couldn't have timed it better because it, it just worked.
2: <laughs> all right, we're trying this again. I'm giving you fair warning. <laughs> so uh, first of all, it's a month out and we're already g- getting bombarded with facts about the winter classic, which I think is um, kind of early. And two, why, why? Is Pittsburgh wearing a whitish uniform in a baseball stadium? Why are we doing it's, this again, guys? It's better than cream. Well, i sure are not good. Uh,
1: I, I, I'm trying not to look at them because <laughs> they looked boring.
2: I didn't, mind the, I didn't mind the design, but. White in a stadium on white ice doesn't work. Repeatedly, this has been shown. And yet, repeatedly, hockey men decide we need to have a white uniform in a stadium game. They are not quick learners, I realized.
0: <laughs> because one team has to do it because they're so entrenched in this. Home team wears a color, away team wears white.
2: I know. It's it, and I just keep going back to team Sweden. They have two colors, yellow and blue, and that is all they wear.
1: And do they not call them yellow and blue and not all this other branding guideline nonsense like certain LA Kings team.
2: Mm-hmm. You,
1: you know what you know what the funny thing is there?
0: They've actually stopped using that.
1: Oh, thank goodness
0: so only when they refer to the throwbacks even then they call it they're there's they're still you know they'll say a, you know it's this, it's purple which is and then in parentheses a throwback to the to the forum blue days of uh, you know of the of the expansion blah blah, blah.
1: Uh, but so they still do it with a the qualifier though.
0: they they do it with a qualifier but they they aren't like you know they are like me for a number of years, you know, correcting people going, I'm sorry, excuse me. No, 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 no. It is not purple. It is foreign blue.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Mr. Jerry West would like a word with you, please. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, please report to Mr. West's office immediately.
2: I mean, you know, I keep going back to Sweden, to, you know, Sweden's national team uniforms. But then i have to remind myself who runs the nhl canadians and what has team canada done they're using black in their uniforms when black is not a color on their flag it's like there you go red and white it's right there you don't need to add anything
0: yes you do you need to you need to add a jersey that people will buy a third jersey that people will buy cassie where have you been Where have you been since Uh, since the 90s? This is you have have two jerseys and you saturate the market with them. And then you come out with a third because new shiny.
2: No, I know that's what the reverse retro changes every year, right? Oh, I need to get this version. Yeah,
1: so I'll just say a red and white team adding a
2: little black Detroit. Yeah, Not yeah, bad. don't, don't get me started look... on that one again.
1: <laughs> it's a great? No, but it doesn't look bad.
2: It's, it's, the, it's the Chicago Blackhawks jersey.
0: Yeah, but Chicago... Uh...
2: But good, but it's good. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I think that's a matter of taste, but okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's... Um, if you have to pick one or the other, you pick Detroit's.
2: Well, because, yeah, Chicago, you don't want to do that. (laughs) You don't want to do that to yourself. Why would you pick Chicago voluntarily? (laughs) Just period.
1: Any other reason besides their NHL franchise? That's why.
0: It's still so funny that Portland had zero problem walking away from that whole thing. And, you know. Of course they did they did rip off seattle's the kraken color scheme effectively
1: oh and that was by design and yeah I, oh yeah i still need to reach out to their head of communications to get the story behind that
0: oh my goodness gracious me connor doer what a shorty on the stars wowzers um is that Connor Deer? I think it's Connor Deer. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I know it was fully intentional, but they just said, "You know what? Screw it. We're walking away." You know, our name's generic enough that we can turn it into a bird. Mhm. And you know, if, blah. We're done.
2: Pretty much. It wasn't uh. difficult.
0: No, and they knew they had the prime opportunity to do it because there wasn't any chance that Everett or Seattle, the Thunderbirds, um, were going to change their their color schemes anytime soon. So, you know, to try and steal the Kraken thing, so Portland went, <laughs> and much like you know Dick Dastardly and the, you know the, and the Racers, he just sort of went, <laughs> they they. Twisted up their handlebar mustache. (laughs) Yeah,
2: they just did it to piss off the Seattle Thunderbirds. We all know how this works out.
0: Oh, yeah. The rivalry between those three teams is just something epic. And it's funny because, you know, those kids are only there, you know, two, three, four years at the most. And yet there is still some absolute hatred every year when the you know when when any combination of those three teams get together
2: mm-hmm. the then, name,
0: the names change but the hate remains
2: and spokane and tri-cities are kind of over there <laughs> they're just kind of over there
0: <laughs> yeah they really are aren't they
1: Because uh-huh. um, all of this, this be was a right long, long way to Oh, I was gonna say, is all of this just a way to say Pittsburgh you should have wore powder blue? Yes. Uh-huh.
2: Okay. Or or gone Perfect. with yellow. Just, you know, yellow uniform. That would have to worked too.
0: you know they would have. But
2: I'm not saying it would have been a good choice. I'm just saying it would have been a better choice.
0: <laughs> um Cassie, I'm I'm gonna kinda refute your assertion that we were being bombarded with other classic stuff and maybe it's just because I've been so tangentially connected to hockey over the last three weeks I've hardly seen anything about it to be honest with you I saw the blurb about the Pittsburgh Pirates sweaters coming and other than that I have not I to be honest with you I don't remember who they're playing
2: <laughs> Boston
0: uh, we'll see there you go they can't Is wear it yellow
2: Fenway man. And oh, that's right. The okay. fun part. the fun part is, because it's in Fenway, Boston's a home team, but the group that owns Fenway has the majority stake in the Pittsburgh Penguins. So shouldn't they be the home team?
0: They don't have that kind of clout. I mean, they're not a team in Arizona or
1: or the New York Rangers or the Who? Rangers. <laughs> well, anytime the New York Rangers are involved in a tri-city outdoor game, they must be the away team. Tri-state, not Tri-city. Would, was that a Freudian slip? A little bit. <laughs> well, you know what? If you really can,
0: you know, you can kind of consider him Tri-city, right?
2: I mean, I'm not saying it, I, I'm I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm saying that they use a different term. I don't, 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 you
0: know. <laughs> you're you're being pedantic, and I fully yes. support your pedantism. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But I'm also saying, you know, they're kind of close enough that you could kind of consider them Tri City type thing, you know. Richland, Canada, Pasco. you know. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um,
0: unless your name yeah. is Jacobs or whomever is running the. Oh, dear God in heaven, the floodgates have opened in Dallas. <laughs> Um, Minnesota has just scored two goals in about a minute so it's 4-1 now Um,
2: so the fight should be breaking out soon in the third period? uh,
0: probably my poor poor little otter is having himself a day Um, if your name is not Jacobs you're you're not a member of the board of the Toronto Maple Leaf ownership you're not a member of the board of the Madison Square Garden group Um, you're going to be told what to do by one of those people
2: you're not an arbitrary 16 person
0: yeah even then montreal kind of takes a back seat you know because as we all know who owned the nhl who owns the nhl is not nothing to do with the arbitrary six it's who's bankrolling the league
2: Right. Well, no, so the reason that I was saying that we're starting to get bombarded is because the NHLPR public relations Twitter account is, like, starting to send out uh, all of the minutiae, statistic, factoid thingies like a month out. And I'm like, really? Do we need to be doing this right now?
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, because that's generally the... The uh, line of demarcation as to when the cameras start following the teams around for the invariable twenty-four-seven show that were oh,
2: pared right. down and
1: edited and
2: the things that I never watch, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And put on uh, a uh, network that only Patrick has. Actually, Patrick
0: doesn't even have that. It's it wasn't it, not extra. Um, what the hell was it?
1: Oh, I I have no idea what it's going to be anymore. Um. The last last network is the subscriber network that folded into a thing that folded into another thing. So I couldn't tell you where this will end up. It should be on TNT. TNT? (laughs) No, it should be on TNT because they know drama.
2: Uh,
0: Yes, I know, because every time their effing Xbox app crashes... I have to re-register my device, which means I have to go to tntdrama.com forward slash activate and enter this code in and then have it sync to my my provider. It's just like, okay, stop throwing up the are you still watching notification every hour. Okay, hockey games, if there is a show being broadcast and its runtime is two hours, ask me after two hours. Don't throw it up every hour thinking, that I'm...
2: What are you protecting me from? (laughs) I don't know. What are No, wait, I don't want to know what your watching habits are. Never mind.
0: (laughs) I was trying to watch a hockey game on TNT. You turn it on, you know, and you intend to, say it with me, watch the game, and then you're halfway through the game, and it says, are you still watching? You click yes, it attempts to... Restore your feed, and the next thing you know, the app crashes. You go to restart it again, and it says you now have a 10-minute preview. Please sign in. You know, oh dear God in heaven, I want to. This is one of those times I I really do want to get um, a crash dump off this, off my off that off my Xbox. Debug it, figure out what they're doing wrong, send it back to them, and ram it down their face. (laughs) Here, let me fix this for you because you have pushed me too far you clearly
2: aren't going to fix it for yourselves
0: correct yeah. um it was not extra what the hell was that network god it wasn't stars it wasn't hbo live in yeah i don't know uh Dear God in heaven, it was. It, it's. I want to say it started with an E. It wasn't extra. It was, Epics. Epics. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it was on Epics. The, because HBO didn't want to do it anymore, so they, they got the bargain basement Lee of Schreiber to narrate it, and then it was only on Epics, exclusively. I want to say for like 60 days or something, and then they were able to put it on youtube or something like that yeah so no i don't subscribe to epics because epics had absolutely nothing i was interested in um
2: i don't think i've ever heard of that channel actually
0: (laughs) yeah it's another one of those premium comedy movie type things they were Uh, trying to replace hbo with the comedy when hbo stopped doing comedy mm because all the comedy went to netflix and i say comedy very loosely um uh, what was I going to do? Oh, um, hey, one of the games I did watch last night was the Seattle Kraken versus the Florida Panthers. And there was a goal scored that caused a bit of outrage with a number of Seattle Kraken fans because Philip Grubauer had come flying out of his net, was outside of the crease as the Florida Panthers um, were were in a jailbreak basically you know down on down on his net and he was trying to cut off an angle of a pass coming across you know the the zipper you know across the center ice and he and mark Stahl collided now we'll just stop you right there i i completely understand if you're perplexed by why mark Stahl was down that far in the zone like i said it was a bit of a jailbreak um And subsequently, the Florida Panthers scored. And the number of Kraken fans that were in outrage and throwing up the shrug emojis when the goal was challenged by the Kraken and then it was upheld and then the frustration and all of these shrug emojis sent me off again. And I'm like, you can't, people are like, you can't run in the goaltender. And I'm like, well, technically, yes, you can. The line of demarcation is the crease. And whether it's intentional versus incidental. The play, the puck was coming towards Mark Stahl. He had as much right to be in that lane and play the puck as Philip Grubauer did. The two collided incidentally. He was outside of his crease. Guess what? Here's the floor. Chart. Here's the table. Table 2B, outside of the crease. Incidental contact is made before a goal. Goal counts. And I kept getting pushback, so I, thankfully, he did this. I pulled up Down Goes Brown's, um, his blog, where he had written, a basically a summary of an of a longer article he did at The Athletic, which basically said, you know, he was sick and tired of seeing the shrug emojis because you know, he and I don't see eye to eye on everything, but this is one of those things that we do. It's like, no, it's really not that confusing, people. You know, the, the the narrative, the trope, the laziness of continuing to throw your shrug emojis in and saying, you know, I'll never understand what this is. Well, go take 30 seconds, read his article. It'll it'll tell you pretty clearly, you know, there is still, you know, it is not 100 percent accurate, but he says, you know, you'll be 80 to 90 percent clear on what's going on. And literally the line of demarcation is the crease. If the if you if there's even one skate of the goaltender outside the crease, the goaltender is considered outside the crease. Period. End of statement. And the rules invert. They're not and, fair game. You can't intentionally go after them. But like I said, the contact is deemed incidental. They're fair game. If it is intentional, there's a penalty.
1: And if, so I'm rewatching this right now. I'm seeing Grubauer, he moves to his left. And comes flying out of the crease, right? He comes flying out of the crease. Then he turns his head and continues to slide. hmm More towards his left. hmm And Mark Stahl is taking an angle, you know, above the crease. I think Grubauer is more confused by where he was than Stahl was. Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, Stahl was driving down to far post, Right or what would be considered far post on this play. Because, like I said, they kind of had a jailbreak. Stahl was sort of center lane, and then there was another Panthers player to his right. And, you know, I forget who had the puck. It was probably Kachuk. The puck carrier, you know, chucked the pass that way, and Grubauer came flying out to attempt to cut down the angle or, you know, stop the pass or something. I don't know what. But you know if you really want to get into pedantism he's he's more he's more at fault for initiating the contact than Stahl is
2: gullies usually are actually
1: but the the and if we learned anything in the past few days it's don't attempt to make contact with a stall brother if you're a (laughs) goalie Oh, sorry. This I, wasn't intended to be a check, but when Jordan Biddington tries to go hit Jordan Stall, comedy ensues. And this, God, that this day. was just as comedic, if you ask me. It was, but
0: it was it was it was by definition incidental contact. You know, I just
2: see. Just, here's here's the thing that the the confuses people. Because what you're saying is totally right patrick however all the rules are quote unquote open into inter- to interpretation and you can get a referee and all often referees will decide just for the safety of the goaltender that any contact is bad and and the skater will get a call on that and whether it's actually incidental or not the referee just decides arbitrarily basically that oh, you're touching the goaltender, that's a penalty, even though they're outside of the crease. And that's what confuses people. It's a- I, I don't think it's
0: as arbitrary as you would believe or as it would appear sometimes, because I go back to the case of um, the Devils-Leafs game, right, where the Devils had three called back, and there was the one where the players skated behind the net and Murray had, you know, Murray had swung the puck out from behind the net and both of them were coming back, it was deemed that contact was intentional. Was that subjective? Yes. But it was deemed the contact was intentional. <clears throat> um, and I think part and parcel of the reason that was deemed that way is because the puck had been gone for a while, right? So it wasn't, it wasn't like the puck was entering the area where the two of them were or the puck you know was currently in the area and the goaltender was just making a play on it when the contact happened i think it becomes interference right because you've interfered and it's not goaltender interference it's plain interference
2: right because they're outside of the crease therefore it's not goaltender interference
0: right but the puck was also you know long gone when contact was made right It's this, it's basically the same rule you see applied to every player. You know, you can't, if they make a pass and you count to four Mississippi, you know, and then you, and then you trip them or hit them or something and, you know, they're taken out of the play, you're going to get an interference call. And that's kind of what happened. So in this particular instance, the puck was very much coming into the area. The two players both have, you know, did not deviate from their line, you know, again classic hallmark interference stuff, right? If I'm skating in my lane, I am I am allowed to stay in my lane. If I move and get in front of you and you don't have the puck, that's interference. Right. Um so you you kind of have to take those rules and say, "Okay, once they're outside the crease, I can apply the rest of the rule book."
2: Right. And honestly, in my opinion, I think that the rest of the rulebook should be applied more often to goaltenders when they're outside their crease, but maybe that's just me.
0: Well, especially diaper fillers like Bennington.
2: People who go waltzing out to the corner and then don't expect to be touched, that kind of annoys me. So
1: what you're saying is the crease could be a safe space for a goalie to, I don't know, drop the puck to the ice and play it, and then Anything away from that, their fair game.
2: Yes. Not. not, <laughs> My not opinion, fair, yes. fair
0: game. You know, not not Milan. Right. Not out to injure Riley. anything.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: not not Milan Lucic, Ryan Miller, fair game. No. Well. But hmm. then you kind of go, well, Ryan Miller was coming out to play the puck and got trucked.
1: Yeah. And.
2: I mean, I don't, again, I don't buy the the argument that they're wearing more gear, so you should be able to hit them. But I do buy the argument that they're outside of the crease, so they can be jostled around a little bit, just like anyone else would.
1: if, If two players are going for the puck, and it would be deemed a legal hit to separate a player from the puck, I say it should be fair game outside of the crease. And outside of the trapezoid trapezoid, since that's their one little safe space. And no, I think he's fair game or he should be off limits there. I don't,
2: I don't, I think that if they're, if they are playing well, the puck, like anyone else, they should have time to play the puck. But if they're just like sitting there waiting around with it, then yeah, fair game. <laughs>
1: I move mean, you, the goal line up two feet, and I'm I'm get rid of the trapezoid, thank and I you. say let's do it. Get rid of the tra- first first. Let's just get rid of the flipping trapezoid, please.
2: Know, bro, Jerry no longer plays. Let's get let's let's move on. And even and have you seen
1: the goalies that that are playing the puck, or attempting to play the puck? Oh God, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's it's helping offense. Mm-hmm. But generally so not generally not There own teams. Player-to-player player defense.
0: <laughs>
2: More so.
0: Um uh. yeah, so please, 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 everyone, I cannot beg of you enough, please just go read down going down goes brown's article on Golden Interference. Stop throwing up the shrug emojis, because the rule book is actually pretty clear. They even tried to to, to put it into tables. If the goaltender is out of the crease, here are four things. Here are four scenarios. This goal counts. This goal doesn't. This goal counts. This goal doesn't. You know, if A, then this. If B, then... And they did the same thing when the goaltender is in the crease. The rules invert on what is allowable contact based on that little blue area. So please stop perpetuating the it's wizardry, black magic, witchcraft. No one understands what it is, blah, blah, blah. No, plenty of people do.
1: And to the Seattle fans, I say this. Welcome to hockey. 2022, Mark Stahl was playing defense against you. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. And he also almost single-handedly gave you the one goal the Kraken did score in that game. Yeah then your P.E.K. kind of ruined things for you. But, hey. Yeah,
0: you know. If only they had some... I'm not going to do it. I'm just really not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. Um, I have, however, of the games I've been watching, I have been... or You know, the, the segments of games that I've been able to watch, I have been really enjoying the Las Vegas Golden Knights games. And... um. To that, all I can say is, where the hell are the retros for sale? They're not on any of the sites. Yeah, I don't know. Because I want to wear one. I want to turn on. I want to turn on my Philips Hue lights in my room to get the black light effect going. I want to put my headphones on and listen to Dark Side of the Moon. Okay.
2: Well watching The Wizard of Oz.
0: No, 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 Uh... no. No, no, I've a uh, I have I think I've got one of those little laser projector emitters that does star that does starscapes.
2: Oh, uh, so you have your own little Pink Floyd uh, laser show going exactly, on.
0: Exactly, exactly. Mm, gotcha. I want to I want to, you know, basically stand outside stand outside of my living room like, you know, the the Pacific Science Center in Seattle at midnight on Friday or Saturday so I can go in and, in the
2: planetarium. In the know?
0: planetarium, lay down on the floor and listen to laser Floyd, you know.
2: Mhm. Are they still doing that? That's been going on since I was in high school.
0: Uh, I don't. You know what? I haven't looked. And if they if they are still doing it, goddamn, I'm going to one. <laughs> oh, because it was awesome. Because you'd lay on the floor and they just absolutely crank it, and they had probably a good ten thousand watt system in there. So you know the, the heartbeat. You know in certain parts of the song you were just like you'd feel the whole floor shaking next to you. you'd be like oh yeah and then of course you know you didn't ever have to you didn't to have to bring your own um mountain cabbage because mm-hmm. invariably you know the you know by the time the the first few bars of the of the album opened up you had enough fog already in there for the laser show to you know and it was ar- aromatic fog um, so the contact high was, you know, the, the secondary contact highs were pretty
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Speaking of contact highs, I'd uh-huh. like to propose a little something. And given, um, Patrick, your, your propensity for understanding the psyche of san jose sharks management and fans i'm very curious to hear what you think about this proposal we discussed eric carlson trade scenarios and how uh, they're very unlikely dear god yes are they unlikely
2: Uh,
1: (gasps) let let me propose a little something to you that this is not my original idea I think might actually work
0: Oh my god, hang on, sorry Just, just I have to interject, Cassie no. They're doing Laser the Wall
2: Oh <laughs> god
0: Laser Daft Punk
2: Daft Punk oh.
0: And Laser Depeche Mode
2: Oh, I'm there for Depeche Mode
0: Okay, sorry Pat Please continue
2: <laughs> Well, I would be there if I were there But you know I'm trying
1: to think of which of these three shows someone came up with this trade idea it Uh, might be Depeche Mode
0: it was probably Depeche
1: Mode okay Mm. one Eric Carlson plus James Reimer to the Florida Panthers for Sergei Bobrovsky and one Mr. Lindell Anton Lundell.
0: I don't think a single shark fan would have anything, would want anything to do with that Bobrovsky contract.
2: So it's one boat anchor for another boat anchor? Is that what you're saying?
1: Well, it is. However, the second, the boat anchor coming back is one year shorter and um, cost the owner a little less money.
0: But the boat anchor being sent to Florida is actually producing, whereas the boat anchor coming from Florida is currently parked.
1: And that's why you get the 21-year-old center, who's a pretty decent player.
0: Now. I still don't. I I don't think he any. You know, we talked about poison pill contracts when we talked about Timo Meyer. I think Bobrovsky's this is a poison pill. You know, if he was, if he was still up there, you know, posting a nine, you know, a, a nine five nine ten save percentage and was just was being sat because Spencer Knight was, you know, nine sixty, you know, all world type stuff. You might consider it with a little retention, but uh, you know. <laughs> Of
1: course all this is predicated on convincing Sergey Barovsky that Florida is going to fall into the ocean. Why don't you go to the southern coast where it's a little cooler but hey, you have nice views. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a little cooler? I would argue no. I've the lived climate. in both. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. <laughs> I've lived in both of Tampa. I
1: lived in Tampa, and I lived in San Jose. I would say Tampa and San Jose are much more comparable than Fort Lauderdale. You could not get me away from that Florida coast fast enough.
0: Less humidity. Less, you know, everything. Hmm. And, again... I, I, there are times I want to reach through my headphones and grab Elliot Friedman's neck and strangle him because he continues to perpetuate the state income tax story when it comes to player contracts and whether they take discounts. and Please, just stop. You've literally had a number of agents tell you that it is a non-factor. And if anybody's going to do something to maximize every single penny for, you know, for somebody working for them, it is an agent. And if an agent tells you that it is a non-factor, please believe them. Let's stop perpetuating the the state sales tax crap As if it means something, oh, well, I only want to sign here because then I'm actually getting $8 million instead of having to pay a state income tax. No, you get paid in the states where you play games, and there is always a way to hide money. They will always get their money, but there is always a way to also hide them from getting it. So let's just stop. (sighs) I've been ranting the last two weeks. I can't imagine why. Mm. Hmm.
2: You have a lot on your a lot on your uh, plate and yeah you know, on your mind and yeah, just I've need got, to
0: get it out. I've got two strands of lights that are out and it's really annoying me. Okay, Cassie, um, Saturday the tenth uh, at at midnight they're doing the wall. Yeah, you know what? It looks like it looks like pretty much outside of New Year's and Christmas Eve, it looks like they are still doing the the. Pink Floyd the Wall on Saturdays. Okay.
2: That's crazy. It's like, it's turned into, it's turned into the Rocky Horror Picture Show Midnight Showing thing, hasn't it?
0: It really hasn't. It's been going on for 30 plus years.
2: <laughs> Dude. Have they even renovated the, the planetarium? I yeah, mean, to make have. it worth it. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, they have. That's something. But yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a thing in high school. Probably before I was in high school, frankly.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, okay, sorry, Pat. Um oh, no. You know, it really was, um, man, yeah, those were some good frickin' nights. <laughs> head, down, head down to the Dollar Theater at Edmonds and watch Top Gun, and, you know, that let out about 10.30 or so, and then make your way down to the Science Center, stand in line for Laser Floyd, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, now I definitely I am definitely very mad that Vegas hasn't released their their reverse retros because now I wanna get you know, I wanna get my reverse retro and head down there for laser pink Floyd the Wall and lay in there while I admire being you know, being wrapped in the comfort and awesomeness of my Philip J. Kessel. This has been the 3v3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3v3 Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.